Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to play a golf course for the first time. You're going to learn why playing a golf course blind is difficult from a strategic and psychological perspective and how to still show up and play your best. But before we get into this episode, if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game or your strategy or how to show up and, and play a golf course for the first time, these are the things that I do. Yes, I host this podcast, but my actual occupation is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like these Golf Thought Thursday episodes, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with my players. So if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. Or if you'd like a less formal intro to mental coaching, you could take the mental game assessment. It's a 15-minute questionnaire that will give you your mental strengths and your biggest area for mental improvement. It's a great resource to start working on your mental game. And the best part, it's free. The link to everything that I've mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. All right, let's learn how to play a course blind. So how do you show up to a course blind and still play well? This was a question sent to me by a listener, and if you want to suggest a topic, you can send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com. So the listener's name is Bo. Bo asked, I heard you on the Chasing Scratch pod, and I've really been enjoying your show. Oh yeah, by the way, I've never mentioned it here, but I got to be on the Chasing Scratch podcast. Uh, I I figure most of you listening have probably heard Chasing Scratch. Uh, it's, It's such a good show. I haven't listened to many episodes. I haven't listened to enough, but it's such an entertaining thing to follow these guys uh journey along the way i got to play with mike at his home course he um it's crazy small world he lives like an hour away from me uh and we talked about his mental game while we played so it was really fun uh being out there it was an awesome episode i I liked it Uh, maybe i'm a little biased but i think you would like it too so let's get back to bo's question i have a topic idea that i would love to hear your thoughts on What sort of advice or guidance can you give to golfers who struggle to play their A game on new courses they're not familiar with? I've become quite consistent on the courses in my area that I play regularly, but when I go play a brand new course, I struggle mightily. I feel like I lose my swing because I'll have a miss, not familiar with where to where to miss or the landing area, and then I spend the next few holes trying to adjust my swing and overthink things. I know I don't need to use my brain as much when I play on my regular courses, so what would your recommendation be to overcome this challenge with new, unfamiliar courses? And any book suggestions? So this is a great question. Not just because of the strategy components, but also the psychological aspects that Bo is referring to. We've all been to courses that we've never played. Maybe never even been to the area the course is in. Maybe never even played on the kind of grass that's on the greens. In my area, for instance, where I live, there's typically two types of grass on the green. It could be either bent grass or Bermuda. They're extremely different from each other. If you're used to one, the other is going to really throw you off because of speed, grain, even how sloped the greens will tend to be. I think bent greens tend to be a little... uh, 
slower so the greens can um, be sloped more. Not everywhere. Uh, it just depends on where you are. So that's that adds to the unfamiliarity. So I want to go through three reasons why showing up to a course blind could cause worse scores and also three ways to counteract the difficulties and show up with your best game. So number one, when you get to a course you've never been to, the first thing that will hit you is a feeling of unfamiliarity. Like literally that feeling that you don't know where anything is. You pull up in the parking lot and you may not even know where to park because you don't know where the pro shop is. This might not seem like much, but this sets the tone for the day. Unfamiliarity starts the brain up on being on the lookout. For all your brain knows, you could be in a threatening situation. So you're going to be slightly, if not fully, on edge. This might be subtle and subconscious. You probably can't even feel it most times, but it doesn't take much in a golf swing or a putting stroke to cause you to be just off enough to hit the first tee shot in the trees, have to punch out, get on the green, hit the putt four feet past, miss that one because the greens are different than you're used to, and before you know it, you've doubled the first hole. That subconscious edginess creates traffic in the signal your brain sends to your muscles, which means you won't have the touch or the technique that you usually have. The club might be just a degree or two open or closed. The length of the swing may be just a touch shorter, and your pitches, chips, and putts might be hit slightly softer or harder. Any of these can be caused by some mental traffic in the form of subconscious unfamiliarity with a golf course. So number two, most of us think of the strategy difficulties when we're going to go play a course for the first time. In order for you to hit your best shots and putts, you need to pick a clear target, commit to it, and trust in your ability to hit it there. But if you don't know what a hole does, or you don't know the feel of the greens, it's going to be very difficult to pick a target and commit to it fully. This lack of commitment will often translate to very constricted swings. Even if you can see the entire hole and it's laid out clearly in front of you, the subtle subconscious lack of experience here will hinder you from being fully freed up. You just haven't experienced this before, so the fear of something going wrong is stronger. Number three. The most difficult part of playing a course for the first time is the simple lack of knowledge about the details of the course. The type of grass on the greens, for instance, is a huge factor in how long it will take you to adjust to this course. Or if the speed is even a foot or two faster or slower than what you're used to, you might have a hard time adjusting. So you'll probably spend the first few holes getting used to the speed when you would normally be feeling it very naturally. And having full assurance that this is the best place to hit your tee shot, that's obviously valuable info. And if you've never been here before, then you're not going to have that info. So in general, things have to be very conscious when you're playing a course for the first time. Experiencing anything for the first time is going to feel like your brain is working much harder. And honestly, it probably is. Your brain doesn't have to work as hard at familiar courses and situations that you know well because your brain has put those into set it and forget it mode. You just go about your business not really having to consciously wonder what to do. But at unfamiliar courses, you're learning it all for the first time. So everything takes much more conscious thought, which can feel like you're overthinking the entire round. So these things need to be accounted for. So let's go through three ways to counteract the difficulties of playing a course for the first time. Number one, 
Most of my tournament career was back when I was able to play and practice much more than I do now. So my raw skill was a lot higher. But now, since I don't get to practice and prepare as much on the physical side, I need to prepare even more on the mental and strategic side to make up for it. When I played in the U.S. Mid-Am in 2021 in Nantucket, I was able to practice some leading up, but nowhere near as much as I'd normally like to. So I knew I had to make up for my lack of physical preparation with strategy prep. I got on Google Earth and mapped out both courses, what clubs I'd probably have to hit off the tees, the general layout of the course, those kind of things. And I looked through these notes several times over the weeks leading up. And when I got to the course for the practice rounds, I remember thinking it felt like I had been there before. And a quick sidebar on a great tool for doing this course mapping, past sponsor of the show Shot Pattern is the best way I've ever seen to map out a course. It overlays the hole with a dispersion pattern, so it gives you an idea of the distance between left and right trouble and what club you should probably hit. I'm not even getting paid to say this anymore. I just really love what Shot Pattern is doing. Can't recommend Shot Pattern highly enough. But what this pre-mapping process does is it creates at least a sense of familiarity with the course, the land, the area, things like that. And like we said earlier, your brain will be slightly less on edge about potential threats because you've in some way experienced it before. Not to mention actually preparing you to know what to hit on tee shots so you're not fully learning it for the first time in the moment. All right, so number two. I think the best way to settle the mind when you're at the course is to get there early. When you first get to the course, you have that subconscious or conscious edge of being in an unfamiliar place. So getting there early enough for your brain to realize there's nothing to worry about here and letting that edginess dissipate by the time you get to the first tee. And since you're getting there early, you'll also have time to adjust to the different greens. The greens are probably going to be the most different thing you'll encounter for this round, so prioritizing getting the speed and how the greens break will be very important. This means hitting lots of 20-plus footers, the kind of putts you'll have for birdie, which also happen to be the kind of putts you'll be more likely to three-putt. Minimizing the likelihood of three-putts will obviously help your score. You don't need me to tell you that. And spending time on the putting green allows you to familiarize yourself with the green surfaces as well as slowly ease you into this unfamiliar place. So number three, I think the most vital thing to remember about all of this is you're going to be unfamiliar and slightly on edge and out of your comfort zone no matter what. There's a 100% chance that the course is going to present you with things you've never encountered before. So instead of fighting that the whole way around, embrace it with an open mind, taking the course as it comes to you. In a way, playing a course blind is the best way to stay present. You don't know what's coming, so all you can truly focus on is what you can see right now. Picking a target to the best of your knowledge, making a good pass at it, then moving on and discovering what the course has for you next. So to recap, The three best ways to ready yourself to play well on a course you've never seen before are pre-mapping the course using apps like Google Earth or Shot Pattern, getting there early to let your brain settle and you can get used to the greens, and to go into the course with an acceptance that it won't go perfect 
and having an open mind to embrace what the course gives you as it comes. Our whole purpose here is to stack the odds in your favor to play your best. This does not guarantee your best, but it gives you a heck of a lot better opportunity than doing none of these things. Oh, and Bo, uh, the questioner, asked for a book suggestion on the topic. I haven't read many, but I think uh, golf course architecture books could actually help a little here. One that I've seen that's on my reading list is Golf Architecture for Normal People by Jeff Shackelford. The tagline really hooked me. Uh, the tagline is sharpening your course design eye to make golf slightly less maddening. That sounds pretty interesting, and it's probably helpful for this purpose specifically. So maybe go give that one a read. All right, everyone. Hope you learned a thing or two in this episode about how to play a golf course blind and bring your best stuff anyway. If you like this episode, you'll probably also like another Golf Thought Thursday episode titled Thoughts Don't Hit Shots. It was released on July 26th of this year, 2023. I highly recommend you go check that one out. That one made a lot of ripples with people. Uh, Just the better relationship with your own thinking rather than fighting your own thinking. And as I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard isn't therapy. It's meant for information and entertainment purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to go talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so they can improve their performance on the course. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. Or again, if you'd like a less formal intro where you don't even need to talk to me, you could take the mental game assessment. It's a 15-minute questionnaire that will give you your mental strengths and area for improvement. And again, the best part is it's free. The link to all of this will be in the show notes of this episode. All right. Thanks again to everyone who listens to the Mental Golf Show. Whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community that you have been a part of building. If you've learned something on this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe mention the biggest thing you've learned since listening to the podcast underneath those five stars, of course. And I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend who shows up to a course they've never played before, five minutes before their tee time, and yet they still expect to shoot the course record. They definitely need to hear this one. Okay, thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.